Welcome to our Product and Cake podcast about product and tech at mobile.de. Here with me is my co-host Gonche Tavosi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. Very happy to be here. Uh, basically, you are the co-host. You have to be here now every time. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Will we have cake every time or not? Yeah, of course. Okay, then that's, I'm in. Yeah, that's the name yeah. of um, the podcast. Good, good. Because the cake today is really yummy. It's It has a layer of orange in the middle. Yeah, and something crispy on yeah. the bottom. It's Yeah, it's quite nice. Delicious. Yeah. And vegan, you said. Yeah, it's vegan. Yeah. So then the thing is we can only record new episodes uh, if someone is celebrating something. Uh, because that's that's the way how we get to cake. True. Or we can bring our cake. We still need to have a bake-off between me and Christina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I, in the very beginning of Leasing Alliance, we both said that baking is our passion. And I, then there was a suggestion of a bake-off. I remember that. But um, during home office time, I never get cake. So Yeah. So it's maybe a good thing if we start this podcast and then we have a <laughs> we have justification. To have cake, yeah. <laughs> But today the main reason that we are in the office and can have cake and can record this is because of OBS. Yes, we have a big product launch today. We Quite exciting, huh? It is a big thing because Mobile.de yes. turns into an online shop now. An online shop for cars. Okay. Were you able to find it on the product? Oh, no, but because you need to be in the 5% of the A-B test to see it, actually. But we could now live refresh the page until we, we are we invited. Are. Okay, I I do not want to use my connections like this, but I might have some connections to some people who might have an actual link. Nice. Until you you got that, I will just refreshing the page and <laughs> hoping for the best. Alrighty. That's already two interesting topics in a big corporate. One is connections, right? How do you form them? And the other one is A-B test. How valid is it that maybe not even your colleagues who are invited to celebrate a big product launch are not able to see the product on the website or to, um, to uh, refer that to friends? Well, if we refer it to, the fr to friends, would it be considered... An A-B test at that point? Because we are playing with numbers. Right. But humans are also full of feelings, right? I mean, if I'm celebrating something, I also want to show it. And I guess 5% of our user base are more than the number of my friends. Even though I have a lot of friends, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, To be fair, I wanted to have a mark a mock product or a product that if we use that specific link, we are not going to be tracked. Yeah. But still would be able to view it. But in general, the topic of A-B tests and how valid they are, I as a product manager don't 100% trust A-B tests. And I think there is still a lot of a lot of issues with the way that we set up A-B tests and the way that we rely on the A-B tests to have the answer for everything. I don't know if you have seen this um, Jelly Bean um, comic. Let me find it. Okay. I remember I may also have a contact who can help with a direct link. Yeah, so there is this 
comic style or the comic website that is called XKCD. I'm sure yeah. everyone knows it. And they had a very funny comic about A-B tests and how valid they are. <laughs> so it starts with um, they have a jelly bean and they say, oh, we need to test a, uh, we need to test if jelly beans are causing acne or not. And they check with 95% of confidence. They realize that no, this is not the case. And then they say, okay, maybe the color has an impact. And they, they start to test red, green, every single color. And because there is a 95% confidence, this means that out of 20 tests, there will be at least one that will have a wrong answer at the end. If we have every, like statistically, if you have everything in a neutral position, after 20 tests, one will give us a wrong positive or wrong negative. So at the end, they find out that, or based on the statistically significant results of the A-B test with 95% of confidence, they realize that uh, purple jelly beans causes acne, and then this becomes a news article. So I suck at uh, really describing this XKCD comic, but I'm sure (laughs) it's very funny. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, the- in general, looking for data, you can you, you I mean, measuring the data is one thing. We already talked about the thing that you could easily measure of wrong things if you recommend for friends, for example, or all the hundreds of colleagues are testing at the same time, and you you track all of that. And the other thing is interpreting the data. What you refer mm-hmm. to. I, basically, you could justify every opinion based on data, more or less. Oh, I have a very interesting, funny, slash sad story about interpreting data. And so one of the biases that we have in data or one of the pitfalls of data is that we first create a hypothesis in our brain and then we look at the numbers. And then based on that, we try to form and force those numbers into what's hypothesis we have already created. So many years ago, when I was working at this company called Shapur, we we always saw a very suspiciously low number of users on Fridays, which is the national holiday in Iran. And then we were wondering, yeah, it's the OBS celebration. This, uh, it will start in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we have 10 more minutes, so <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> use double the speed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some more sad stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a, quite a nice ending. Um, we saw a very odd, oddly low number of users on Fridays, which is, and everyone accepted that as a fact, that on Fridays we have lower users. And then there people had the hypothesis that, yeah, on Fridays, because it's a family day, people do not check online products, people spend it with families, and they don't they don't need classifieds on weekends. That's why the number is so low on, on Fridays. And this just didn't really feel right to me. The main reason it didn't feel right to me was because I really, really enjoyed classifieds. And I remember I used my Fridays to look for stuff and go to 
garage sales, go to other people's houses, just look through their stuff that they wanted to have for sale. And it was really fun for me to do on Fridays. So for me personally, the most used time of the product was on Fridays. So I was like, no, this this cannot be users use it. We were like, no, people, people. and But the issue was that all of my colleagues were not actually users of Classified. So they had this hypothesis that Fridays are family days. People are not online. That's why the numbers are low. And the numbers also verified this. And what we did at the end was we stayed the whole product and tech team. We stayed in the office the whole weekend. Uh, we had a sleepover in the office. It was it was really fun. We had pizza and it was <laughs> very nice. And we had we created some kind of hackathon. And then what we realized was that at on Fridays we we get a very high number of users and servers do crash. Mm-hmm. And that's why we see a very low number of users. Oh, okay. It is because we have a lot of your users. So that's something that we fix. And then the numbers were looking completely the opposite way. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's one of the pitfalls to first defining the hypothesis and then looking into something, which is something that potentially is happening right now in leasing and in financing when we see a very, very high number of sessions on our iOS. So, as you know, on iOS for leasing, we see a very high number of sessions, uh, six times our Android, and then these sessions do not have the same conversion rate as Android. Mm-hmm. So we do not have six times higher the, co- the leads on iOS than on Android. Um, the financing squad has the same, exact same issue. They see a oddly high number of sessions on iOS, but they have accepted it as a fact and they, they did not really dig through it. And I think what I really appreciate about what we're doing right now at Leasing is that we want to dig deeper into it and we want to find out what is the reason, even though we have a very, very close and similar product next to us that have just accepted it as a fact and we could have done exactly the same. Interesting. So to uh, put it into a little bit easier to understand numbers, for example, we have 100 users on Android so mm-hmm. and 10 of them doing a leasing contract or signing a financing contract. And yeah. on iOS, we see 600 users, but only two or three doing a contract just in Exactly. To have easier numbers to understand and talk with. So we could take that numbers or what you suggested, dig into it to understand how exactly they are tracked. And what is the role of a product manager? Because by nature, a product manager is not an engineer, right? You, mm-hmm. What levers do you have to, to dig into that? So I think in situations like this, you divide it in two different scenarios. Either it is a technical error or a user error. So if it's a technical error, we look into how we are tracking it. What are the differences between platforms? How the tracking is sent to sent to us? And how are we monitoring it? When we think of user errors, we need to get a little bit into user conversations, usability testing, and so on to understand how users are actually using the product and also for ourselves to 
to start using the product heavily to understand maybe there is an there is an issue that automatically when you open the um the app that you are already unleasing mm-hmm. so we don't know those things that are happening at the moment yeah that's true so what you are saying is we could run plausibility tests to yeah check if If the if we find an explanation or a more a high level explanation for the numbers and then check if that is uh, also correct and if not, we finally need to use our own product. So finally, that's the last <laughs> resort. <laughs> In the end, if, you need to open it. <laughs> if everything is not working, we have to use our own product. No, I think that should be the first thing. We should be on top of it constantly. Um, but we are also, all of us, very limited in the capacity of what we have. Because, for example, I have only one phone and I always have the latest version. <laughs> <laughs> What you hear is the sound of my phone. I want to check the app. I always have the latest version. And this specific issue might occur only on a specific version. So it is very important for the data analysts to dig deeper. I was actually today talking to one of our colleagues about KPI trees. And it is extremely important for the data analysts to have a very good visualization or a vision of the how the KPI tree for a specific metric looks and to start dividing it by that. So based on the versions, ba- versions of the app, based on the times of this issue, based on the device um, and other things, you need to dig into the data and see where we see a huge gap. I also talked to a local or a colleague requested me today and asked if we changed recently something because he's from the business analyst team and he saw a drop in the numbers. So, Ooh, which numbers? Um, the the uh, session to lead rate okay. on leasing on mm-hmm. on our core product dropped within the last days. Interesting. And now. I wonder, I mean, what you explained is totally true, but it's so complicated and it's nearly impossible to for one person to, to keep an overview about all of that because, as mentioned, there are hundreds of people mm-hmm. working on the product and changing things here and there. And then to find out what triggers the change finally, is it a bug or a, a misinterpretation Or it's just the product change that maybe uh, leasing is not on the homepage anymore instead mm-hmm. our new exciting feature is there. So we see a drop and multiple people start to find out what's happening. And I w- would really wish for a simple and easy to understand solution where we have the same understanding of the numbers and where they are coming from. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen ever, to be honest. But how can we be data driven if it's if the numbers are not reliable in the end? We do have a change log for the product features for yeah. leasing. So we know when what thing went live so we can connect it to anything. So you need to interpret if a change maybe affects tracking. Yeah. But it is not very likely. To be honest, um the topic of tracking I would consider it 
the quality of the tracking is part of the quality of the product. Mm -hmm. So we think when we are going live with a specific feature, it is important that the analytics team also knows about that, has a detailed view on how it's going to be tracked and makes sure that the tracking is implemented correctly. Yeah. And they need to have the headspace to really dig into and not just check for the obvious things, but also check for edge cases yeah. and check on different devices. I saw device farms in other companies where you have a room full of devices yeah. of all kinds and in every one is our is the app installed and then you need to to check it to understand it to know how to use it uh, where to find the developer tools and so on it's a very time consuming task yeah that is true but all in all the data is kind of the blood that is running through the product right and it gives us a uh, a sense of feeling if it's hot at the moment or cold is it flooding or dripping out so it's super important to to raise the awareness of data and also to develop uh, the same understanding of what that means and i think also the awareness of uh, the importance of the data needs to be um, explained to everyone who's basically working on the product and maybe that can help to to achieve higher data quality in the end Very nicely said. I wanted to say that we are operating on an open heart of the product. And if we do not monitor the heart rate, the patient, which is our product, will die. Yeah. Or we find out that it's basically our own heart rate and not the heart <laughs> rate of the patient we were tracking. <laughs> Difficult, maybe. Yeah. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. And raising awareness and aligning teams and understand what's going on in product and how to write mm -hmm. uh, product logs that are used by someone. True. Uh, all of that are very interesting topics for one of the next episodes because we need to head over to the launch party now. That's the most important thing, right? Yeah, so. I'm already done with my cake, so I think the episode <laughs> is over. Same for me. Super nice talking to you. See yeah, you next time. Same. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we need it's like on the it's, uh, we have no ending on TV they have these papers that they just change and they chat and they <laughs> fake drink coffee or something yeah. ah this is ah, the right that's, ending that's a great so, ending no, thank you bye bye